Welcome to the Tamarin Learning Podcast, where host Dr. Kirby Ross-Plock speaks with experts on many topics relevant in the ultra-high net worth family wealth management space. Kirby is author of several books, including The Complete Family Office Handbook, and shares her expertise consulting with families and family offices. Kirby is also the founder of Tamarind Learning, an online wealth education platform that develops practical, foundational learning programs for beneficiaries to help them prepare for responsible stewardship of wealth. Welcome to the Tamarind Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirby Rossblock, and today I'm with my dear friend, esteemed colleague, Preston Root. Preston Root is Chairman Emeritus of the Family Board of Directors. He's also been the voice of NASCAR for most of 30 plus years. And he's been really engaged and involved with his family company over many, many decades now, um, coming in and out at different points. But I'm thrilled to have Preston Root here to talk more about Root Glass. Kirby, thanks. I am. Um, I'm happy to be with you and see you. I, I wish more of us were in person, but I think that's around the corner for all of us. But it's great to be here. I uh, I'm pleased to be able to talk about some of our experiences and uh, share some neat stories. And our family business is old. Um, you know this story, but just to recap a little bit. Um, you know, 121 years old. Root Glass Company has been around, and um, Root Glass Company started in southern indiana in 1900 and we made glass jars that eventually in 1915 moved into what really is our heritage business um, is we designed my great-grandfather designed and patented and then we manufactured the original coca-cola bottle um, i think there is there's a couple on the wall behind me um, so, you know, it, that, that history, not only of having a very old business, but the design of the Coca-Cola bottle is something that is carried through our family. But it, it, to this day is obviously important to us. But um, the Coca-Cola business, the glass business went away in the 30s. And then we were distributors until the uh, mid 80s. And then that went away. So the evolution of our family's business has been continual. I won't go to the end of the story right away, but real estate is our business now. So um, 121 years old, for all practical purposes, we were in a buggy whip business, and then we had to change without losing the heritage. But when you're associated with something like Coca-Cola, um, you know, it's such a global thing. But I think every family business it doesn't have to be Coca-Cola. It can be whatever that family business is. You have a heart connection to it that is the, the continuity of family, most importantly, and of that business heritage is super important. Well, I, I love that you are so passionate around the continuity in your family because I think it is something that hits almost any owning business owning family. Um, sort of the continual evolution and let's just be honest the struggle of how do you continue to build bridges how do you build continuity amongst family members generations I mean we're talking what you're into your fourth fifth sixth generation maybe that's coming down the pipe um, so how do you keep that alive between 
um, the family itself in the context and now what the business has evolved to become because obviously it's very different than maybe when you grew up seeing your dad um, or knowing about the roots of of coca-cola and its deep heritage to you so tell us more about how that's evolving today yeah so we are a sixth generation family i suspect seventh generation is maybe oh 10 years in the future five depending um so we have a lot of generations um fourth generation is involved in the family business now um in leadership on our board of directors and uh the fifth and sixth generation are young-ish you know 20s 30s and younger um so the thing that you hear most frequently, and I think it's valuable to repeat, is you know the the values, the legacy that you leave behind. And and I loved your podcast with Dennis Jaffe because you know I mean that's his just expertise, and you know um, he spoke to that directly. But I think the values that the Root family has and how they connect the bridge from G1 to G6 that's here now is an interesting story. My great-grandfather was born in the middle of the Civil War, 1864. Um, through a tragic event, my father lost his dad. So my father was raised by a man that was born during the Civil War. So the guy that raised me, who I am, had values that were, I mean, at, at oldest turn of the century, at youngest, Civil War era. So that goes to a little bit of our foundation because the Root Family Foundation is very old, 1884. We have some of the original seals from it. But those are the things that, um, you know, those, I mean, for lack of a better term, those ancient values of honesty, family first, um, share your resources. That's you. That's also financial. That's also business, it's everything. Those really old family values are what carry the human side, um, the human capital of a family forward. And then you have a tool like our foundation that involves everybody. And then you have the people. And that's the challenge. That's the hard work that you talked about. Everybody listening to this has certainly worked a nine to five or maybe a seven to 11. And, you know, they put in the blood, sweat and tears for a family business. The hard work comes when you are, you feel the weight and the responsibility of keeping the family together. And as strange as it sounds, a hundred, we're 121 years old. I hope that 121 years from now that the eighth generation or ninth generation is having the same conversation under a different set of circumstances. But the, the hardest work we have done, and it's not because of conflict or um, troubles, it's because families grow quickly. And to give you an idea, our family's not that big. There's about 33 of us. Um, G3 is gone. My mom passed away about five years ago. So now G4 is the um, oldest of the family. But this is the hardest time because all of us have had two or three kids or four or five kids. And so the family tree is getting very big. And the challenge for us to be around, you know, for 50 or 70 or 90 more years is the hard work. You have to instill 
um, the passion for the heritage and the passion for family to a lot of different people. And of course, you know, all families are different whether you have the same last name or not. Well, one thing I love about being able to share your story in both the first and second edition of the book is just how you and your family have been able to bridge and be very modern, innovative thinkers. I mean, innovation is a theme too, right? It's core value of your family, um, right back to the design of the Coca-Cola bottle. But I remember in the book just being so inspired about how you helped engage and help light up um, the family by embracing their ideas and their <clears throat> values too, to sort of carry those forward. Do you want to talk a little bit about sort of the foundation deeper and, and what you're doing to get family sure. members on board? Yeah. Um, you know, as G4 or whatever it is in your family, as very young people um, start to become adults, um, you know, as I just said, you may have the same last name, but each family unit, they're in G4, in my generation, in my family, there's six kids. All of us have had a couple, at least. Um, so as those children, <laughs> they're not children, some of them are in their 30s, but as, as our kids, as they grow, families are very different. So our question to ourselves is G4. What do we do to connect them? And my goal is kind of, and we'll talk about history in a minute um, and how, how we incorporate history into this. But I view myself as um, kind of a legacy uh, generator in our family. And so my objective is to build a bridge from G1, my great-great-grandfather who did the Coke bottle, and to all the way to the G6 now and, and beyond. So we've done some things and we'll talk about that, but one of the most important tools in how we do that is the Root Family Foundation. And we have some really neat, innovative programs. We operate as a foundation like many people that are listening to this have. We fulfill a traditional role in that respect. Um, my parents were very private about their giving, most of the time anonymous. And then after my father's passing, my mom decided that it's, it's better for a growing family to be more involved in that. And she was very open about the foundation. And then we were able through that teaching of my mom's and my father's giving together, um, we were able to start programs in the Root Family Foundation that were specifically designed for younger people. And I mean, younger than me, younger than whoever I'm talking to, younger than us. Mm -hmm. um, and those were really neat. One of them, I'll just tell you a quick thing about that a lot of people have interest in when I tell them about it is a program called We Choose. And it is a simple grant making program that is required to be less than one page in the grant writing. The video is not, uh, the video that we ask of the nonprofit and the um, G5 person that nominates the charity is never judged on professionalism or quality. It's just, you know, we ask them normally to do it with an iPhone. Um, and then we have steadily increased the grant amount of the We Choose program. To, we do it twice a year. And now we're up to $50,000 a year um, for, and they do it all themselves. 
that led us to a program that is, we call it the G5 initiative, but that program is a transition to the next generation running the foundation. And so we set aside a certain amount of money each year that increases and they're totally in charge of it. We have nothing to do with its disposition, the any of the clerical work, um, it's all, they do all the work. And then of course, just because it's a foundation, the family office, which ours is really mature, we've had a family office for about 60 years. Um, the family office, of course, will help with compliance. Um, but that G5 initiative is, um, sometimes we're even a little bit touchy about it. It's like, that's your deal. You yeah. don't need to explain it, you just need to do it. And um, they have been innovative and beautiful and inspiring, um, and they all work together. And when we hear about what they've done, it's an annual um, initiative. When we hear about what they've done, I mean, it is heartwarming and so beautiful. And so we're really proud of both of those. One is informal and fun. A six or eight year old can do it. The other is specific, maybe to a little bit more um, grown up, but it involves much more money. And um, I just, we, I couldn't be prouder of the two programs and certainly my family that carries them out. That's amazing. It's so inspiring. And, you know, I always go back to the fact that the opportunity to be involved in philanthropy is a privilege. You know, it's it's an honor that you're in a position of, you know, that you can help others, you can help causes, you can help initiatives, you can help during crises like we're in right now. And, you know, it's just, I get, to, you know, tingles and shivers all over just thinking about how this brings everyone back to what really matters. Because one thing you actually said in the interview in the book that just totally um, inspired me and made me think so much about, you know, the power of our past, is you said, I realize that the whole point of family legacy is to illustrate for the next generations that come along that your heritage is what is important. It's not how much money you have, it's who you are. And you know, at the end of the day, I think continuity is all about reminding us of who we are and who we continue to be and what's the power of continuing the positive forces of our past to our future. You're so right. I, I mean, that is in our evolution as the family gets bigger and the circumstances change, um, you know, a pretty exciting past, the Coca-Cola bottle design, right? Now we're in real estate. I can talk for a few hours on Coca-Cola. Real estate, it's exciting because it's a successful business, but it just doesn't have the, uh, the, the imagination behind it. It's like the difference between Disney World and a uh, restaurant chain. And, you know, they're, but we're proud of our real estate department. They do a good job, but that continuity and what you do to keep everyone together is... Um, it's the most important thing, and it, as I said before, it requires the most work. I'd like to tell you just a little bit about some of the things that have been effective for us in yeah. in keeping family together, because it's it's not a uh, you know that coke hole and real estate analogy is directly our challenge. It's the hard work we have to put in. 
why should an 18-year-old in G5 or G6 care about what they know, the only thing they know? When I grew up, it was Coca-Cola. That was it. But now, it's real estate. It's a little bit of a difficult. So what what uh, my family has done and everybody's contributed to it and everybody has a, an area of expertise in it. But um, there's a few things. I think one of the key moments was when we decided to write my father's biography. Mm. Um, that was uh, uh, we had some help, but um, I basically went through storytelling and then worked with writers to pull it together. Now, the first draft was 500 pages and not a very good read. The final draft was a different um, author that I worked with him and his wife to bring everything to life, not just document it. And it's yeah. a lot of pictures and it's a beautiful book and it has the heart, it has the history, it has the passion of my father. It's about him, Chapman Root. And it has the pictures, their honeymoon car and the trips mm -hmm. to Disney and, you know, the fun things. So that connected us. That worked really well. My um, my uh, cousins and my daughter and, um, you know, uh, they all loved it. So, okay, so then let's just show you the challenge that goes into it. So they have this beautiful book. It's a five by seven. It's about 200 pages with lots of pictures. Well, and then not everybody has books. And so, you know, then we, we develop this online presence that's still in the process. But you have to take those books and get them online. So they're ebooks. Well, I found a treasure one time of my father in 1923. I'm sorry, 1928, when he was three years old. So we made a movie about this. It was Root Glass Company and fabulous stuff. So we made a movie that has to go online. Um, all of these things are part of the, the tools, the foundation, the programs it has, the films, the book, the hours of work that went into that. I did one on my father's racing too. Uh, he was at Indianapolis in the 50s. And um, it was a lot of hard work. and the expenditures were, you know, uh, they were at times great, but it was all worth it. And then you have all this stuff and then it's like, oh, okay, everybody that's around 20 wants to have that online. And of course, that's the most convenient way to do it. So now this is my year to put everything on a root glass company history website. So that's soon to come. And I think will be really helpful when we look at our what you know six to 16 year olds that's going to open up a whole new world to them they're just less likely to pick up a biography than they are to explore the web yeah i mean that is absolutely the medium of choice and preference i think with many up-and-comers you know when 60 percent of um, schools utilize virtual learning in their classrooms, we have to sort of step back and remind ourselves that the pandemic didn't start this, you know, virtual education has been moving in this direction and you're adopting how to take critical heritage assets, right? And keep them alive and present. And it has to translate into how we learn, how we engage, how we experience family and, and really all things now. So 
I, I think that's a great example of how you've been creative and innovative again, taking something maybe as traditional as biography, morphing it into now this online presence and also making it alive and connectable to those that you really want to enfranchise because at the end of the day, that's that's what we're in the business of too, right? Is keeping that awareness, that humbleness, that instinct of where we came from so that when we do things in our future, we're always coming back to, does this resonate? Does this hold true with my core family's values? Am I aligned? You know, Am I doing this from the right place? And I, I really want to thank you, Preston, because every time I talk to you, I learn so much more. Um, and you also inspire me to do this work. Um, and so I'm so glad you could be here today on the Tamron Learning Podcast. Oh, thank you. I always like to talk to you. I'll keep listening for more of the webcasts. And uh, I wish everybody the best and a, a great 2021. We're getting close to summer. And Kirby, thank you. It was great being here. Thanks so much.